Support for X-Ray FM comes from Cascade Record Pressing. As the Northwest's only vinyl record manufacturing facility, Cascade is committed to serving Portland's independent recording artists and record labels. Cascade Record Pressing, local manufacturing for local music. For more information, you can visit CascadeRecordPressing.com. You're listening to X-Ray FM at KXRY Portland and KQACHD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1 FM. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. Hello and welcome to This is Cannabis from X-Ray FM, the show that takes an insider look at the Oregon cannabis scene. I'm your host, Lee Henderson, and with me in the studio today is my co-host, Emma Chasen, the founder of Eminent Consulting. What's up? What up, dog? How you doing, baby? I'm doing all right. How yeah. are you? I'm doing great. What's going on? Um, I'm working a lot. I'm exercising a lot. I'm exercising a lot. Too. Um, my sister's coming into town. Oh, I'm dying to meet your sister. Yes, you have to. She is yeah. like, I guess she'll come on Thursday to our next uh, podcast recording. I'll bring her into the studio with right me. Right on. Uh, well, we have to get her on mic for like this oh my uh, God. you and me part. Yes, please. Don't tell her beforehand though. No, she'll come in and like just blow it out of the water. Right she on. is only a year younger than me. Mm-hmm. So we're super close. Mm-hmm. And she is like bubbly comedian makes friends with everybody mm-hmm. bright huge blue eyes and blonde hair wow yeah wow yeah okay so uh like my opposite in terms of like coloring and look um and is just like if people think that like i'm social and bubbly mm-hmm. she is like 10 trillion times that fantastic so i'm excited to have I her in cannot wait yeah that's super cool yeah um, I had a fun experience this morning. I came straight here from seeing my daughter's third grade play. Oh, uh, what is she doing? School. It was a um, it was a biblical parable. Okay. Uh, the Joseph and the Technicolor. Th- I don't know if it's Technicolor Code, but it's the one where Joseph is cast out by his brothers, and the themes are like betrayal and 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 redemption. And Moody. Even fratric- a little bit of fratricide, because they almost kill him at one point. Wow. And it was like. Yeah, pretty heavy for uh, third grade. <laughs> I know nothing and about biblical parables, but it sounds like drama. Yeah, yeah, it was, uh, and like all the all the class, like everyone took a different. They did a couple different performances, and all the class, like they took different parts at different times, and so most of the girls played boys' parts, like Hamilton. You know, like it was like oh, a fun. Hamilton type yeah, casting. Fun. It was, it was like it was a it was a beautiful train wreck. <laughs> if you know what I mean. As third grade plays, as third grade plays go, it was pretty great, but also like it was it was pretty great in that way too yeah <laughs> um so i'm pretty high from that still um we have a great show today oh i am so excited mm-hmm. for our guest today she is not only brilliant but also like a magical human yes. from like the fairy realm who has just like blooped into earth to bless us with her plant knowledge i'm really excited about um our conversation with her and um yeah we're gonna it's uh let's go to that now let's go to it now all right 
Our guest today is Dr. Sheena Vanderplug, the co-founder and CEO of Creative Genesis Solutions and the chief development officer of Protanicals, the only physician-formulated product line on the Oregon cannabis market. Protanicals is dedicated to redefining approaches to wellness and healthcare by pioneering the advancement of cannabinology with botanical medicine. Sheena, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you in the studio today. Yeah, so right off the bat, we need to sort of establish a couple of like disclaimers. Oh, definitely. Okay. Because I'm obsessed with Protanicals mm-hmm. and I um, I had the opportunity, thanks to Sheena, to help write some of the copy for Protanicals and um, got to try her products when they were still in kind of beta testing phase. So I've been a fan for a very long time, huge vocal supporter um, because I, I truly believe that they are the best cannabis product on the market for targeted symptom relief. Uh, yeah, and I, I thought I would share a funny story about how, um, I guess it was last winter, uh, the uh, ICBC, which is like the International Cannabis Business Conference, asked me to be a judge on a, like sort of a Shark Tank-like uh, panel, and Sheena was one of the uh, people who pitched, and I didn't, you didn't win, and I went up to you afterwards, and I was like, are we still friends? And uh, <laughs> Of course. Yeah, so we have a pretty established friendship the three of us Mm -hmm. um you and i have known each other for a long time and so just getting that out of the way for transparency yeah we love sheena yeah this is basically going to be like i love you guys (laughs) so the feelings are mutual fantastic yes so uh let's get started that said like we know you but who are you for our (laughs) listening audience can you tell us a little bit about yourself and like your your journey to the cannabis industry here in oregon sure so this what led me here is my profession. So as a naturopathic physician uh, in private practice, I've focused on functional medicine and the intersection of that with conventional medical care with a focus on cannabis therapeutics. And for the past five years, I've been working in Oregon and Washington, serving hundreds, if not thousands of patients. And what was so interesting to me was how much improvements they had demonstrated in their quality of life and still how stigmatized this whole aspect of any sort of medical awareness was. And it really just had me inspired to put this out into the world. And I thought it was kind of a no-brainer because here, you know, 11 years ago, I started purposely formulating botanical and cannabis products for myself. In med school, I had started dealing with some anxiety and stress. Weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, like, I was... Wonder what that caused, what caused right, that. Exactly. <laughs> so, like, stress-induced anxiety stuff. And so what did I do? I started formulating things that I had a natural curiosity for. And I was like, wow, like, th- there's a lot of potential here. And then research started coming out. It was amazing. So after my experience as a clinician, it just kind of reinforced what I already had an interest in years before. And I just figured, like, the time is now to share this as you know a viable opportunity for people Mm -hmm. and just you know create something next level that people can rely on and that really serves them well with the best of intentions and you know the best ingredients and sure all Mm -hmm. details indeed looked at yeah protanicals is the first line of physician formulated cannabis products to hit the oregon market which is huge i mean we haven't had that guidance there's been such a lack of guidance there for so long um and i do want to talk about with you why that is why kind of healthcare providers and clinicians have not been uh 
been in this space of cannabis therapeutics, especially in an adult use regulated market such as Oregon? That's a really good question, and it's a complicated answer, right? Like mm-hmm. in a state such as Oregon, it should be no different than inquiring well, on like alcohol consumption with right. a doctor-patient relationship. However, you know, there's no cannabinology or endocannabinology education in medical school. So a lot of these providers feel like totally inept to Mm. actually have these kinds of conversations. And the stigma still exists that this, you know, I think there's a lot of orientation around like this is the gateway drug. And now we know things a little bit different. This could be the gateway to a different reality that doesn't necessarily lead to substance Mm -hmm. use or abuse or dependence disorders. Um, And I I think the other piece is a lot of these like DEA licensed cardholders, they're in between a rock and a hard place because it's still a schedule one substance and they've worked so hard for their credentials that they don't want that to be compromised. Can I ask you to quickly break down the difference between what a naturopath is or like integrative medicine doctor is and like a traditional doctor doctor, you know what I mean? And like, and I'm wondering what the, how the, the medical community sort of views naturopathy as opposed to straight whatever you know more traditional western Western medicine i can speak from my experience of it and like i have colleagues and friends that are medical doctors chiropractors massage therapists physical therapists and the big difference between an md and an nd in my opinion is we do a lot more lifestyle medicine we're talking about things like food as medicine movement as medicine and helping people really establish some like multifactorial tools or regimens to really support ways to think about health yeah Mm -hmm. and it preventative one of my biggest missions in my private practice is just assisting people in redefining their relationship with themselves and their health because once they start becoming aware of things if they're self-motivated and directed like they just need a little information and guidance like everything you know it all comes back to and i don't want to say education but it is you know (laughs) because like sharing information with people that is worth sharing and of value to them you know they they want that in some cases they just like weren't aware of it and that's where our focus as naturopaths we do a lot with some of those things that aren't necessarily the focus like medical doctors are amazing and they do a lot with managing with the tools they have but in some cases it's a little limited and it relies heavily only on pharmaceutical intervention Mm -hmm. where surgery oh yeah absolutely okay we're naturopathic it goes more of a preventative kind of holistic holistic is such a a buzzword these days but really looking at the whole picture and the whole person exactly exactly do you see a difference uh in the kind of naturopathic community versus the allopathic medical doctor community uh in terms of their uh their willingness to have conversations with their patients about cannabis i would think that naturopathic doctors would be more likely to have that conversation is that true is that something you're seeing i mean i can only speak about my personal evolution Mm. and for a while i was uh afraid to publicly admit that i was willing to have those conversations Mm -hmm. because the legal territory is so gray right um but we're all allowed to have conversations right like freedom of speech but as, as a doctor it's precarious Mm -hmm. so a lot of people I think have avoided even just like providing references or resources or things out of fear Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um I think that's been the biggest nobody wants to wind up like Timothy Leary right (laughs) you guys know the story of Timothy Leary yes yes 
Yeah, which is such a shame. I mean, these people should be the ones who are helping to advise their patients or at least be open to having the conversation with well, patients. And it's it's also it's not just fear then, it's also the lack of education. Like we don't mm-hmm. have platforms. I mean, there well, that's not true. Like Dr. Dr. Dustin Sulak of yes. healer.com, he just launched like an online available tutorial and education program, but like nationwide like unless you're looking for that information it's not commonplace or standard of care at this point right but i wouldn't be surprised 10 years from now if we start seeing endocannabinologists emerge as a medical specialty Mm -hmm. uh since we do now know like this is the most prolific and integrated system in human health and homeostasis so that's pretty amazing yes (laughs) it's so good and i want the future i want uh i want you to break down that sentence a little bit more for for listeners uh so let's break down endocannabinology endocannabinoid tone and um as well as its kind of integral role in homeostasis you could like just unpack those terms for people so endocannabinology would just be the specialty that focuses on the endogenous system so our body system and the naturally occurring endocannabinoids we can produce Mm. that includes anandamide and 2-AG and that is part of how cannabis mediates its effect on us Dr. Ethan Russo was the first to introduce the concept of clinical endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome yes and with that we became aware of, you know, this involvement in many different chronic pain, fatigue, fibromyalgia, and many other diagnoses. Mm. So we knew that this imbalance was an underlying feature among that, right? Mm. And yet, knowing that, that's helpful. But then I think of like the tone of the system, right? So there's no tools yet that have emerged to address cannabinoid tone. So if you are running this deficiency state, like tonifying the system is like building it up, revitalizing it, mm. balancing, harmonizing, like, and I know those are flowery terms, but it's kind of true. Like you just support the natural system. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And because everybody's endocannabinoid system is so unique to them, everybody's cannabinoid tone is unique to them. Therefore, it requires a personalized approach. I love that phrase. I'd never heard that before tone uh, in the cannabinoid tone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think it perfectly describes um the 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 uniqueness uh and and personal aspect to the way that your endocannabinoid system particularly functions where you have the highest density of receptors where you need the most support uh and it's it's why in my opinion it does require a more personalized approach where you sit down one-on-one with a person and start to have conversations about not only cannabis but also lifestyle Right. right. And what their experience is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, what are their eating habits? What are their mood habits? What is their energy like? You know, like all of the features are quality of sleep. Like mm-hmm. all of these things in some way are imparted by the tone of the system. And I think of it as being akin to something we talk about, like parasympathetic tone, mm-hmm. your body's ability to rest and digest. And so this is this interplay of like the nervous system meets the endocannabinoid system so it's a very exciting new space because we're just starting to appreciate this but i think that's how it's relevant and compares Mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely so you 
you started formulating uh, and playing around with with cannabis uh, concoctions, I'll say, with <laughs> other supportive botanicals in med school. And then I actually came to know you through your work at the Aurora Clinic. Uh, so if you, you could talk a little bit about what the Aurora Clinic is and how you came came to be there and, and what work you did with them. Sure. So it started in 2014, and the Aurora Clinic was serving thousands of OMMP cardholders in Oregon. Mm. And I was able to partner with a medical doctor here who believed in me, what I was doing, and he allowed me to work under his medical license. This allowed me to start interfacing with patients um, personally, and really, I just I garnered more and more interest in this because people are trying all of these things. They were curious. They had questions. And I was ravenously reviewing scientific literature and only being further impassioned on this path. So, but it was incredible to see because it's like as these, you know, cardholder patients, like they were intersect intersecting in many cases, like conventional medical care and then this like exploratory cannabis realm, mm. right? And they're like wanting to figure out how they could use this better. And my hands, I, I mean, we're tied because I can't formally prescribe or recommend anything specifically, but I can just outline tools and strategies. That being said, like keeping a dosing log or protocol and giving them access, or, you know, giving, making them aware of things like projectcbd.org mm -hmm. or Dustin Sulak's work about like sensitization to keep tolerance down and keep it working as an effective method for them. And How challenging was that, especially back then, as far as, you know, what was either available on the market or what the education level sort of at, at retail during that period of time was for people who were taking these baby steps to improve their health using cannabis? So with my work there, we at the time between 2014 and 2018 I had been working with them they're no longer in business but um because the recreational market has really exploded mm -hmm. here that being said the challenges at the time were that there weren't really any medical grade products available to feel confident in recommending mm. so the best we could do at the time was Emma you know her work at the time at pharma, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, allowed me to at least feel confident in referring to a place where there were well curated sourcing and people that could understand how to work out and help them develop a self-care plan. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so uh, Sheena would send uh, some of the patients that she saw from the Aurora Clinic to pharma. And then I would get these kind of sheets from from you, Sheena, about like different tools and strategies. We could use never official recommendations. And then it was my job uh, being at pharma to schedule the, the consultation that I would have with those patients, review your notes uh, and then make recommendations because I could because I was right. a bud tender. Um, but I... I would imagine to kind of echo Lee's question uh, that at the time, at least, there weren't many other shops, to my knowledge, that were doing that, no. um, that even would know how to handle that kind of situation, right? Because on, on my end, uh, on the dispensary side, we still couldn't make medical claims official, officially. So it would have to be this kind of very coded uh conversation with a lot of conditional language and mm -hmm. and disclaimers etc exactly yep. exactly uh, and that takes a certain amount of finesse and then 
coupled with with Lee's question, I want to ask you about the challenge of were there other doctors doing this on the OMMP side? So uh, from my experience at the on the dispensary side at the time, we would have patients come in who would get their own OMMP card and say that they met with a, a doctor or a supervising physician to get that, but then we're given no kind of advice on where to start and we're just completely overwhelmed. So is that something that you were specifically really championing in that space? Yeah, it was. At the time, like, I was really priding myself on keeping up to date and being available to provide them with resources, mm. right? Like, to, and even introduce some of the concepts about the endocannabinoid system. Like, how is this working in your body, right? right? You know, like, kind of like, why is the food you eat important? Why is the way you manage your relationship with cannabis important? Or how may that be relevant for you? And, mm-hmm. you know open the door not tell them what to see so to speak but like open the door of awareness so that they could then continue to pursue you know finding answers to their questions or at least guide them in the place of where research is or Mm -hmm. something yes just just something yeah so i mean then of course that was to be expected right i mean it's like this is 2014 the the medical market's really you know in effect sort of taking off from a retail perspective and it's like of course so it's it's interesting to me now and super cool that like we've seen incredible advancements from then to now about education and from especially at retail you know which is like where the rubber hits the road and the way I see it is like it sort of is all to me for the moment has sort of culminated in this product that you call Protanicals, right? Yes, absolutely. I think that it is an incredible like pinnacle of a of a point in time, uh, an incredible culmination of a lot of the work that's been done from 2014 until. And the timing now. is quite great because without you really setting a foundation for like bud tender education and creating awareness from that angle like you've made the information available to the people that are interfacing with the consumers and like that's invaluable thank you yeah thank you truly it's it's so important i mean without this kind of information sharing right that's all that it is is. just sharing information which nobody can get in trouble for because it is factual based it's scientific evidence that we do have that's been compiled over the last many many years but it's just about creating access points for people to be able to interface with digestible information Mm -hmm. around this topic um, and get good products into the hands of patients who need it the most so protanicals please please tell us more about uh, about your line of tinctures so Protanicals is, like you had mentioned, Emma, the first physician-formulated line of products. They're standardized in potency of not only cannabis, but the other supportive botanicals. We do have one formula that's just a true testament to cannabis and the versatility of its use. It's an oil base. Mm. But the other three that are featuring these other botanical profiles are in an organic pharmaceutical grade ethanol extraction. We're using some of the best cannabis biomass material from East Fork cultivars, which I'm so excited about because of just everything they stand for with regenerative properties and Um, All of our ingredients are either organic or organically grown, Mm. and we've created formulas that can be titratable, so people can really play with small little dosage adjustments and 
with the hope that these products offer and contribute to like reliability and like some predictable of results. Mm-hmm. Consistency, good whole plant medicine. So yes. you have uh, four types of tinctures in your line. Can you name them? Yes, for us? I can. Okay. The first is universal, and that's a one-to-one oil-based formula. Then we have relief. That's a two-to-one, and that it contains kava, chamomile, and skullcap. Mm. And just to stop you, when you say two-to-one, that's CBD to THC. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Awesome. And also there's some passion fruit extract in there as well. And then we have the digest tincture blend, which is traditional uh, herbal bitters. And that includes gentian, lemon balm, lemon verbena, lemongrass, lemon peel in a five to one. And then emerge, which is ashwagandha, turmeric, holy basil, and goji berry in a seven to one. Mm. Mm-hmm. And like, so, you know, can you explain to our listeners how this, how you, how, why these are differentiated from other tinctures on the market? You know, because they're so, I mean, how many other tinctures are, include things like kava, ashwagandha, et cetera, right? On I the mean, cannabis market? Yeah, None. Right. That I've I mean, seen. so like, it's not, this is not, you know, most tinctures are, just a solvent base, meaning alcohol, glycerin, or oil with uh, cannabinoids in there. Uh, and that's about it. I have not seen any tinctures on the cannabis market in Oregon or in other states that have included uh, this also like such uh, thoughtful, conscious formulations of supportive botanicals for a specific therapeutic action. And I've right. seen a little bit of blending of other botanicals, but I don't see anything with like standardizing potency of the active constituents mm. of some of those other botanicals. And the aim here, right, the team is behind like, I'm definitely like the key visionary of this project, but um, my former botanical medicine professor is now involved in between the two of us, we have 50 years of botanical medicine experience behind us. And so he's really helped me with curating and filling out these formulas in a meaningful way. So there's mm. no unnecessary ingredients. Everything in there has a directive effect. Mm. I love that. And I love what he had said at the launch party as part of his speech, which I think is a great analogy that I want to share with listeners as to why this kind of medicine is so important. Uh, he he spoke a, of concern for the way that the concentrate market is moving specifically in the formulation of like mm-hmm. distillate and isolate. So these super high concentrations of singular or just like couple cannabinoids uh, and he he draw he draws the analogy in his speech that would you rather have like one friend in like a very high place with a lot of money or would you rather have thousands of like good friends and good people to support you when you're down and to draw that analogy between the more distillate, isolate, uh, singular formulations as that one friend in a very, very high place uh, versus the like network of thousands of friends, the thousands of compounds that are in these tinctures that you said are are there for a reason. And that perfectly describes the holistic nature, mm. right? Yes. So that it really is supporting multi it's multifactorial in its support. Yeah. Exactly. And that to me seems like a great analogy for the difference between allopathic 
model and more naturopathic model or what's the am I saying that right yeah pharmaceutical yeah. versus you know I mean? yeah. integrative yeah, approach I, I think that what we're definitely pioneering here is this recognition of botanical medicine in a professional way right that is helping people wrap their heads around the possibility that isolation and concentration may not always be the best medicine mm -hmm. you know and we're seeing that a little bit more on the cannabis side because of things like the entourage effect so that right there i think really supports that yes absolutely and i do want to get into like some more of like the deep science of the formulations mm, but we're I gonna get nerdy we're oh we're gonna get we're real gonna get nerdy, nerdy baby on, uh, <laughs> after the break so let's let's stop there yep um we'll take a break come right back with Dr. Sheena Vanderplug and uh, to continue talking about botanicals. You are listening to This is Cannabis on X-Ray FM. This is Cannabis is brought to you by the Craft Cannabis Alliance. The Craft Cannabis Alliance is a network of values-driven, Oregon-owned companies committed to defining, supporting, and celebrating authentic craft cannabis and building an industry dedicated to people, place, planet, and plant. The Alliance is leading the fight for interstate commerce in legal cannabis through the One Fix campaign. Export is the centerpiece of a successful Oregon industry that will support hundreds of farms and dozens of companies, providing world-class artisan products to legal markets and cannabis lovers everywhere. All right, and we are back. If you were just joining us, you were listening to This Is Cannabis on X-Ray FM, the show that takes an insider look at the Oregon cannabis scene. My name is Lee Henderson, and with me in the studio today is my co-host, Emma Chasen, and our guest is Dr. Sheena Vanderplug, the founder of Protanicals, the only physician-formulated product line on the Oregon cannabis market. Thank you for staying with us. Yes, of course. Happy to be here. We're gonna so get, happy to have you We're going to get nerdy. Yes, well, we excuse are. Y'all are going to get nerdy. <laughs> yeah, and you're going you're gonna to keep us yeah. reined in. I'm gonna, exactly. I'm going to Keep with you know. I'm gonna throw some dumb jokes in just uh, hopefully to <laughs> keep it light. Yeah, to, <laughs> perfect. Yeah, um, but no. I mean, there's there's some really. We were talking. We were just talking off mic, and um, I basically said, "Please stop talking. Let's get back into the show so that we can talk about this on the air." Because you guys were talking about some really really interesting stuff. There's such cool science Let's talk in, about it. Let's in get what into it. Uh, you're doing, Sheena. And so I do really want to dive into the three formulations that do have the supportive botanicals that are very intentionally formulated for specific uh, symptom relief. So let's let's dive. Oh, I almost cursed. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. The I guess the first one to make mention of is the two to one formula relief. Mm. And some of the interesting facts behind this very relaxing, calming, and potentially restorative formula uh, is these studies that started coming out in 2012 about Yangonin, one of the Kavalactones, and its binding affinity for CB1 receptors. So this is amazing. We now know that other botanicals can enhance the effects of support or activate the endocannabinoid system and that is incredible so even to digest it down a little bit more yeah i didn't understand any of that okay so uh in fact i'm gonna ask uh, the producer to find a bell uh that we can for every what you just said i just want to hear because we're just gonna every <laughs> thing that I, yeah <laughs> um, we'll do that in post though okay so uh kava we're gonna start there so kava is uh 
a traditional uh, drink that is consumed in the South Pacific. It is a root that is has been traditionally like masticated. You chew it up and then you spit it out and then you drink it and it gives a very relaxing, calming effect. Actually, uh, really like um, uh, very violent tribal war councils would uh, take place ceremoniously with kava so that the two kind of uh, war chiefs could come together and sit and have a conversation without wanting to kill each other. So that's kind of the basis for kava. And now, I mean, you can... Wow, we should put that in the drinking water here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there are kava bars around Portland where you can go sit and you can drink kava. It tastes like mud. It has a very numbing effect to to the mouth, but it does give quite a relaxing, calming experience. And the evidence supports, like, uh, definitely relief from muscle tension that's mm-hmm. been found in clinical studies and uh, just supporting like a relaxation response, that calming effect again. Which is why it's so beautiful in the relief. And so the the Yangonin, am I yes, saying that correctly? The you Yang, are. The, thank you. The Yangonin, which is a kava lactone, mm-hmm. which is an active compound in kava. So it's one of the secondary compounds in kava, like CBD or THC is in uh, cannabis that cause this certain uh, experience physiological response. And one of the amazing things about it is it can bind to our CB1 receptors. So CB1 receptors, part of our endocannabinoid system, most densely located in our brain. They are responsible when engaged for the more psychotropic experience as THC is really the only phytocannabinoid at this point that can engage at that main binding site with CB1. And we need THC to be bound to that main binding site in order for CBD to come in and bind what we call allosterically means to a secondary binding site on that same receptor. And so to have Yangonin in kava that can bind uh, orthosterically to the main binding site of CB1 and potentially help CBD to have a higher affinity to also bind to that receptor is just like pff, amazing. It makes so much sense to include it with cannabis. Right. And it's like historically, I was really surprised that people hadn't been exploring this mm-hmm. and thinking about it in this way but then it's like oh my mind works in its own little mysterious way so the curiosity inspires mm-hmm. yeah to bring this kind of again this whole whole plant medicine uh whole plants plural medicine mm-hmm. it, it makes so much sense right i mean cannabis has always been put into this box away from botanical medicine right. and i love the work that you're doing to just bring it back into the fold well and that's where this this product specifically was kind of inspired why for and designed to support a healthy pain response mm-hmm. right so we know that a lot of the benefits of THC have been reported like with pain it's coming from that THC or CB1 receptor activation so this Mm -hmm. is another way to not be fully intoxicated with THC while still getting relief yes to maximize the the potential through uh activated synergisms of compounds like cannabinoid tonal effects Exactly. Oh my God, I love it. It just makes so, so much sense. Um, And specifically in the dosage of the relief, it's an eight milligram uh, CBD to four milligram THC for for a starting dose. And those, these dosages, it's very interesting because each of our bodies metabolize and respond differently. And so 
I personally recommend people to start with 0.3, you know, if like for a dose that's supposed to be 0.5, like you can even start with half of that and Mm. slowly titrate up. Mm -hmm. And by keeping a journal of your experience, like you'll really be able, like you may not need that full dose, but maybe you do or maybe you need to do that dose more or less frequently depending on what your experience is right but because it's you know it's starting to say things like this dose that dose it becomes precarious because it's not a one size fits all and all of our bodies respond differently mm-hmm. so and it's really beautiful the dose response curve to cannabis and many therapeutic agents is biphasic meaning you can have tremendous benefit with this perfect dose but if you have too small of a dose you won't get the benefit or if you have too high of a dose you also won't get the benefit so you need to find that sweet spot where and and, you know less is sometimes more Mm -hmm. absolutely and the the research that we do have around specifically phytocannabinoids is that they can have therapeutic action at an incredible microdose like micro micro dose and so to start with as you were saying a 0.3 on the graduated dropper would then be close to four milligrams cbd two milligrams THC and that could be like everything that you need right some systems are more sensitive and that could just kickstart your cannabinoid tone Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's just bring that out there just to see like where your system's at and what you need that's a great way to explore that Mm -hmm. and also a good place to start if you do feel like you have sensitivity to to THC or are trepidatious about the more uncomfortable side effects because you can always take more you can always increase by one or two milligrams and then monitor like you've been saying keep that journal of your own personal experience because you are your best teacher in what works for you experiential learning a hundred percent and you know even beyond just the titrated graduated dropper for the products you can even do by the drop Mm -hmm. like some people can really get benefit with super ultra low doses yep and that's amazing absolutely absolutely so relief for uh relaxing calming uh restorative action beautiful yes beautiful okay moving on what's our next formula the next formula is digest oh one of my favorites it's the five to one and you know it's really designed to help you rest and digest it's a pairing of traditionally used digestive bitters and cannabis and assisting with redefining your relationship with the gut we now know that the gut is you know 70 percent of the immune system and 90 percent of the neurotransmitters meaning gut feelings or you know there's a lot of things that stem from this it's not just an idiom right yeah Yeah, the gut brain connection yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. no doubt and so what with this formula what i loved is this has the potential so bitter deficiency syndrome let's just start yes there. let's talk about bitters because yeah. it's a, such an important component that also many people you have access to bitters you often consume bitters when you consume alcohol right that has been formulated with bitters so yeah as a digestive right mm-hmm. and it, what we know about bitters traditionally historically they've been used to help you engage this parasympathetic activity so that your body is producing more stomach acid or you know supporting enzyme production so we definitely use that to contribute in ways because bitter deficiency syndrome is part of american uh societies it's a consideration worth having you know we don't eat a lot of bitter foods in our diet 
typically. And so we often have these states where we don't have the activation of bitter receptors and they are everywhere. They are not just on your tongue or in your mouth. They're in the brain, the heart, the lungs, thyroid, prolific throughout the GI tract. And research has been coming out on how it has direct effects on immune function and the activation mm. of these bitter receptors is actually also quite involved and extensive. And so with this formula, we're combining the bitter component with the cannabis component to direct the nervous system and the digestive system into helping you rest and digest. Mm. And what's an example of a, of a bitter herb? A bitter herb, the <laughs> gentian. That's mm. one of the most potently bitter and mm. like traditionally used bitters. Cool. Talk to us more about, about gentian. Gentian. Well, we would call it the gold standard because it's been used historically for uh, anything from fullness, um, heartburn, and common like gastritis, complaints like that. And typically the effects that people experience after using gentian, it helps with gas and bloating. Also, there's some evidence to support that it's good at helping regulate blood sugar levels and maintaining and supporting healthy weight mm. maintenance. Uh, also, bitter, uh, gentian has been, again, that inflammatory response, right, with the immune activation and relationship between the bitter receptors. Mm. Awesome. I'm, oh, I just love it. It just makes so much sense. It makes so much sense to think about when we are trying to target the gut that we would employ bitters, especially in a tincture. And now all of these tinctures, besides the universal, are, are alcohol-based. Correct. Yes. And so um, talk to me before we, we move on from digest, why, why the choice of alcohol? And uh, is alcohol considered a bitter in and of itself? So there is some evidence to that suggests that ethanol does actually help stimulate the bitter receptors in the body. So mm. that's an added bonus. Awesome. Really, the organic pharmaceutical grade ethanol used is also one of the best extractors. So it pulls very efficiently all the active constituents from the plants. And it offers uh, good absorbability for the user. Mm. So by sublingual administration, I often recommend just a little sip of water under the tongue to take the edge off because it can, it's very astringent. And uh, Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Can I jump in and yeah. just like ask like how Please. you recommend it be, um, how you recommend people take it, I guess. You know? Sure. Because sure. let me give you an example. Like my wife likes to um, add your product to like a half cream, stevia cream soda and half uh, soda water thing and have it at dinner you know and like she really enjoys that taste you know what i mean like um so uh, that's that's her that's her trip but i like, love that you know, how, do you, <laughs> how do you recommend Creative. people because you know the, the the it just got a little bit of a bite as someone who yeah. you know and they do i think that you know by drinking them or consuming them in that way depending on how well they're absorbing if it's in something that acts more like an edible then it can have more delayed onset effects um but that's totally appropriate you know I think also uh, just putting a little sip of water under the tongue and then putting the tincture right under the tongue in the water and letting it sit there for like 15 or 30 seconds. The goal and idea here is that by the time it hits your stomach, it's well absorbed. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's sublingual. Uh, 
extraction or, or method of consumption will allow for a quicker onset of effects. Yes. So for people who need that more immediate symptom relief, mm-hmm. you can bypass some of the liver metabolism that mm-hmm. takes a long time and, and is responsible for the latency of the onset of effects when we right. orally ingest and also increase your bioavailability. Um, not as much of that delta nine will get transformed into 11 hydroxy uh, when it's consumed under your tongue as compared to through oral ingestion. So you also won't get as many like of that kind of psychotropic effect right. as well. Um, so different methods for, for different people for different wants. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, that's where it can be part of uh, healthy we like, we like self-care. Make, we, we like to make a meal out of it. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. A mocktail. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Indeed. I'm all about it. Well, it's like, that's where it's like, this is relevant for people looking for therapeutics or just cannabis enthusiasts that want to fill out their experience. Like right. it's, it's, it can be used like it's, it's a tool for people to use at will. Definitely. Definitely. And I mean, especially with the Emerge blend, which we're going to talk about next. So I'll just set the stage for that. Um, When we talk about cannabis, my my personal philosophy is that the line between medicinal action and recreational uh, play is very blurred for me. Whereas typically when I consume cannabis, I'm using it for a combination of things to have a good time to relieve my stress. Well, who's to say that that's not medicinal in its action? And the Emerge is such a good example of a product that I use daily for improved focus, clarity, improved mood, but also to help relieve inflammation and pain so there it exists in that blurred line where I keep it in my bag for um like quote-unquote recreational use I love that you're loving it (laughs) if I had a favorite kid this might be it just because it's so relevant for me personally Mm -hmm. and so yeah um but the emerged formulas is the seven to one and it's designed to support a healthy nervous system and endocrine system. So it's this harmonizing, energizing, adaptogenic formula that has herbs in it to support anti-inflammatory effect, hormone balance like thyroid and adrenal, so Mm. stress hormones, and also um, supports enhanced like memory and cognitive performance. So there's a lot of things going on there to really help optimize the uh, adaptive response of the body to stress, anxiety, and all the things. Mm. And when you say adaptogen, can you just define that for people? Sure. An adaptogen is a botanical that is used to support an improved stress response in the body. Mm. So when I think of um, adaptogen, I think of adrenals. And our adrenal glands release the hormones responsible for like fight or flight, you know, the noradrenaline, epinephrine, and cortisol. That's the big one that Mm -hmm. everyone's aware of. So in a society where many of us are like tired, wired, overstimulated, these kinds of adaptogens are really relevant in helping us adapt to the daily stresses of our life. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, adrenal fatigue is such a like category oh, uh, categorical right. malady we're all suffering from isn't it yes it, well, i think so personally as a naturopath but there's no formal icd-10 code for that right in conventional care yeah, everybody but, knows that well i think <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad because it's like it's coming out now more with uh, functional medicine getting roots you know like i think people are starting to respect people's experience yeah yeah, mm-hmm. yeah i mean to think about all of the craziness that's happening in the world and then like I mean for me personally I know that I 
like have adrenal fatigue and I blow out my adrenals because I drink coffee and then I don't eat until 1 p.m. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Emerge helps again with that kind of like buoying to homeostasis of just like it's a little like gentle like bloop come back it's just like nudging nudging the system exactly what's so beautiful about all of these formulas is like we can appreciate the benefits of cannabis pretty acutely Mm -hmm. right upon consumption the thing about these other botanicals is yes some of them you them you can appreciate some of the benefits acutely absolutely but they have this tonifying effect on the system that over time or as you use something it's kind of like any habit right practice makes perfect as you're taking things in a regular regimented way you're really in a position that you can rebalance harmonize and shift maybe some of the things that have been going on in the body yes oh and i feel like that is uh especially true with our endocannabinoid receptor system and the way that the phytocannabinoids can help to actually support the endogenous system's ability to increase concentration of our own endogenous cannabinoids just by the the specific physiological actions and mechanisms where the phytocannabinoids can help to prevent the degradation of those endocannabinoids it's it's such a it's an incredibly uh sophisticated but also like mm, it's other way it, like what you're describing with the phytochemistry it's like a direct way to address the endocannabinoid system right yes but then it's like you pull back from that and then it's like you have these botanicals also acting to support the systems of the body and then beyond that there's a lot of ways to nourish the endocannabinoid system mm-hmm. and that can be some like nervous system support whether it's like breath work meditation or you know mind body activities but then also exactly Mm -hmm. i was gonna just go there because we know about like a runner's high for example Mm -hmm. all the endorphins and but then you know for this formula is also really relevant for recovery i work with a lot of athletes and high performance you know triathletes world record holders and they love this formula for recovery Mm -hmm. you know so and improved stamina and energy so a lot like with what you're saying too but it's like this doesn't have to be the only tool like there's so many other things and that's where it's like this is just like opening that awareness of how this fits into self-care and health care and wellness care right it's like this doesn't have to just be a recreational thing this is in a position where it could be taken really seriously and useful to many people. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's this is, if I may, you yeah. know, like our, 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 I think our culture is just so sick and tired, you know what I mean? And, and you're really, well, I've, what I'm hearing from you and what I know from having my, you know, my wife's sort of adjacent to the functional medicine integrative mm-hmm. health sort of community here and does a lot of research and et cetera. And, you know, like what a paradigm shift it would be if, um, what you were describing as far as like the, the I guess the chronic benefits rather than the, than the acute feeling of mm-hmm. cannabis or the chronic benefits of whatever it doesn't have to, you know, it could be just yeah. botanicals in general. Um, what a boon to society I feel like it would be if that was more mainstream and sort of, um, you know, a bigger part of our culture and a, that understanding was a was um, m- more commonplace, mm-hmm. you know, like at a, at a uh, fundamental level. Absolutely. And I think a huge part of that is, you know, research, research, research. We're really lagging in terms of comparison with like worldwide research like we have leading researchers going to other countries to conduct their life's work because the FDA and our situation here is limiting. And also, you know, if you can't patent things, then maybe 
people aren't willing to fund these big studies to investigate all these other botanicals and all of their compounds. Mm -hmm. So um, in a way, you know, sometimes historically I think of it, it's like this community experiment, you know, and I, I mean, starting with myself, you know, I started formulating these products to help me. And I think other people are trying to do that too. And so the collective, like that's where we're at. But until we start seeing a shift to really introduce and invite that exploration, it's going to be a, a little more of a challenge. But certainly just, we've got yeah, early I mean, adopters. It's, just more, it's, it's, it's more niche, right? I yeah. mean, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, for now. For now. And that's what I love <laughs> right. about cannabis is that it is this all-star that's so uh, popular in the mainstream but it is a plant medicine it's yes. a medicinal plant people are formulating for self for small community in a way that uh, is very folk which botanical medicine has always been rooted in folk practice right. of more crude extraction, combining it with other botanicals, giving it out to your people, seeing what works, seeing what doesn't. Masticating the kava and spinning it back exactly. out into a bowl before you go to the war council meeting, which, <laughs> right. by the way, exactly. badass is that. But, you know, I digress. Exactly. And, and we do need more research. I mean, Israel is really championing yes. the human clinical trials, which is wonderful. Um, but looking at also the the way that the cannabinoids play with each other, the way that the, all of the different compounds within the matrix, what interplay is there, what are the synergisms, because in the way that our research system in the United States is set up, it is largely funding isolated compounds yes. and trying to derive pharmaceutical mm -hmm. from that and then patent. And I'm not interested in that as much. <laughs> not so much. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I was going to ask you, is this number still accurate? There's like 454 identified active constituents in cannabis. Yes. From Pertwee. That's yes. where the handbook of cannabis. Yes. Gospel. Yes. <laughs> totally. But like, that's a lot of different things to look at. Mm -hmm. And just as an example, 454 compounds in cannabis. Great then what about all of these other botanicals and i think that's where it's like this is far beyond the entourage effect thank you ethan russo mm -hmm. for bringing that to light and introducing that concept but now i'm like this is really like a symphony or an orchestra where you've got all of these other botanicals with all of their matrices uh, interacting and informing the body in different ways. Yes, absolutely. So before we move on and ask you our final question, can you tell us about one of your, your favorite supportive botanicals in the Emerge formula? How about ashwagandha? Yes. So ashwagandha has been used for a long time. It has roots in Ayurvedic medicine, and it's always been used as a restorative, balancing uh, botanical. And it's classified as an adaptogen, as we discussed, to help the body like deal with stress and uh, improve energy in patients that are or people complaining of fatigue. And so it's right. What's interesting about the one that we're using, it's actually a KSM 66 formula that has a lot of human clinical control studies on it. And what those studies are suggesting is that it helps with uh, balancing hormones such as like cortisol, thyroid, regulating metabolism, uh, weight, healthy weight management. And also um, there's some effects in improving libido in both men and women. So yay. Oh so yay. Let's get it on. <laughs> let's get it on, baby. Mm -hmm. 
Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Oh, I am such a big fan of I'm yours grateful. and your I line. Love you. Mm-hmm. love you. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks, Lee. Indeed. I love you too. <laughs> and we have one final question for you before Uh-oh. we let you go, okay. which we ask to everybody. How do you, Dr. Sheena Vanderplug, define quality cannabis? I think I would define quality cannabis by something I would like to invite into my body. Since we, at least I consider things to have energetic signatures. So I would think of something that's been carefully loved, nourished, developed, rooted in a healthy environment and then processed in a thoughtful and like conscious way and really cutting no corners, you know, like for the love of the plants and people and everything it inspires. I just think that something that I really would want to invite in. And we're so fortunate here in Oregon where we have farmers and people really working to have conscious cultivation practices that are regenerative and support the earth and support the ecosystem in so many ways. And in honesty, I think that kind of translates, you know, so those that sometimes in my mind, it has a ripple effect. Yes. Oh, I love that answer. Thank you. Uh, What a nice place to leave it at. Dr. Sheena Vandeplug, thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you, Lee Henderson, for um, having me. Pro, and Emma. Yeah, Jason. and Emma. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Emma, for doing the most of the heavy lifting on this episode. Oh, my God. My sincere, true, deep yeah, pleasure. That was really great. Thank you, Sheena. Um, uh, uh, Dr. Sheena Vandeplug, where can people find you online? Currently, uh, the website is www.protanicals.net. Dot com coming soon mm-hmm. and um, if you are looking to purchase products we are now in four dispensaries we are in Jane we are in the homegrown apothecary Thurman Street Collective and the dispensary on 52nd and all of those locations are viewable on the website fantastic awesome. all right protanicals uh, you can find th- where to find them online, and uh, they are powered by East Fork Cultivars, which is yes. uh, so great. Um, you are listening. We're gonna we're gonna go. You are <laughs> listening to this is cannabis on X Ray FM, and we will be right back. This is Cannabis is brought to you by the Open Cannabis Project. The Open Cannabis Project is an independent nonprofit whose mission is to build a transparent and open source platform of cannabis data. Thanks to nearly 80 years of prohibition, cannabis is suffering from a bad case of both misinformation and missing information. The Open Cannabis Project is on a mission to fill this information gap, creating a public records database that can help bring fairness and transparency to everything from intellectual property disputes to lab result issues. Learn how you can donate your anonymized chemical data and help fill the information gap at opencannabisproject.org. All right. And that does it for this week's This Is Cannabis. Please remember to email questions, comments, etc. to thisiscannabisxray.fm. Also, please be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Our handle is at thisiscannaonxray. This Is Cannabis is engineered by Will Romy, and our theme music is This Long Impossible OK by Portland artist Motric. Please be sure to check them out on Spotify. Wubba, wubba, wubba. Good night and good luck, and thanks so much for listening.
X-Ray is here to put a microphone to the best and most distinctive of Portland to build a culturally relevant center for ideas, music, and creativity in service of a more open media and a more just community. Radio is yours. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Taboo Video. With the latest adult video releases, toys, lingerie, and more in an inviting atmosphere, Taboo has been a source for adult entertainment for the Pacific Northwest for over 25 years. More information at taboovideo.com or at their locations in Portland and Vancouver. Support for X-Ray FM comes from Pike Road Wines, fifth-generation Oregon farmers bringing you Willamette Valley Pinot Noir and Pinot Gris. Tasting room now open in Carleton, Oregon's historic bank building. More information at pikeroadwines.com. Support for X-Ray comes from Clonawilly, manufacturing DIY molding kits right here in Portland. Their body-safe kits allow anyone to make their own personalized sex toy, all in the comfort